Um, hello, everyone, ladies, gentlemen, everybody, welcome to the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast project, the world's first audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Um, yeah, this is a special episode. I'd like to welcome you to, uh, season negative seven, episode negative zero. Yeah, this is like a little pre-season bonus episode. It's not not going to be a video game today. I've actually recorded a few episodes of a video game Let's Plays. I did that almost a month ago now, and they've just sat in my computer waiting to be edited, waiting for me to finish being uh being being done with everything else that I'm doing in my life. Leave me alone. I'm getting there. Come on. I'm not even sure that this episode is going to go out. I might be saying this to nobody because um, I'm not even totally sure that what I'm going to be doing in this episode will be entertaining or not. I found a book, listeners. I was in a book exchange in Guildford. You know, Guildford, yeah. Old northeastern suburbs, suburb. And I was in a book exchange and I I, uh, was out in the back section. It's a pretty big book exchange. It's good there, friendly stuff. And I saw on the spine of one book something written... Star Wars Adventures Game Book Number One, and I thought Game Book. Oh, maybe it's like a choose-your-own-adventure or a fighting fantasy-style game book. And it's a thin little thing, a slip of a book, really. I pick it up, I look at it, and yeah, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure with uh, like stats and dice rolling. And I thought, oh shit, I like these books, Warlock of Firetop Mountain. My childhood history of playing them, all that kind of stuff. Not very well, but my childhood history of enjoying them, uh, never mastering them. I thought, this looks like it's aimed at uh, small children, so maybe I could achieve something playing it. And then maybe also I could do it on the podcast as a bonus, episode negative zero before the actual season negative seven starts. It has to be negative zero because just a flat out zero. You know all the episodes in this... Podcast, the negatives. Yeah, you know all that history. You, you've been with me since the start, haven't you? You've listened to all the episodes. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've. Maybe you're a one of these late comers, which I've seen bolstering my uh, subscriber numbers up to forty. Amazing, forty subscribers. That means the ratio of, of people who are subscribed, like who aren't me, versus people who are me, on my various phones and my wife phone and old phones which have broken and I've gotten a new one and subscribed again the ratio is now uh, 1 to 8 yeah 1 being me and 8 being real people I'm a real person too, I shouldn't sell myself short anyway, yeah whatever, yeah, it has to be negative 0 because it has to be less than all the other negatives, but a 0 would just be more than the negatives and it's not coming at the end of the series negative seven. It's coming before it. Yeah, don't worry. I've done the maths. Okay, so Star Wars Episode One Adventures Game Book. And it's a little blue thin book. How many pages is it? Let's have a little look. 81 pages. Uh, and this, this one is called Search for the Lost Jedi. I picked it up and I bought it. Um... It was published in 1999, the year that Episode 1 came out. Uh, and it's got a little picture of Qui-Gon Jinn with a green lightsaber, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi with a little uh, 
ponytail and shaved all the rest of his head. Yeah, uh, on the front, obviously a still taken from the film. I think they're on the uh, Nemoidian trade vessel at the very beginning. They look like they're uh, in some state of consternation. Maybe some uh, droideckers with their shields up are surrounding them, but we can't see them because it's just a crop in on on their uh, torsos, hands and faces for the, the cover of this book, Star Wars Adventure Episode 1, Game Book, Search for the Lost Jedi. Yeah, I figure I've got some... I've got a pencil and paper and some dice here. And uh, I'll just play it here on the podcast. Um, Slightly frustratingly, the way that these Star Wars Adventure game books went was that they released two versions of this story. One is a straight-ahead novella, like a story that you just read. And then one is this, the Choose Your Own Adventure game book. But... The first few chapters of the novella happen before the adventure starts. So if you want the whole story, you need to buy both the adventure book, the game book, and also just the novel, the story. And they didn't have it at the book exchange. They didn't have the first couple chapters. Um, so it's it's just like, oh, if you want to know what happened before this point, read the first two chapters of the, the novel uh, search for the Lost Jedi, available from Scholastic Press. Uh, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But So we, we'll just figure it out. And also the original uh, package would have come with uh, character cards and in- inventory cards. I've had to look them up online. But uh, yeah, let, let, with no further ado, let's just get into it, shall we? <coughs> Your adventure begins. I've got no idea what this is going to be like. I haven't really looked at it. Oh my god, Photoshop is opening on my laptop. Go away, Photoshop. You might mess up audacity. God, cut, cut it out. Photoshop 7.0. They're closed. There we go. Okay, hopefully there haven't been weird glitches while that was happening. All right, yeah. Yeah, here we are. For the full story behind your adventure, read up to page 27 in your Star Wars adventure novel, Search of the Lost Jedi, or just begin here. <coughs> you are a Jedi. The adventure guide contains the rules of Star Wars adventures. I don't have that, so we're... We're fucked, I guess, but we'll see how far we go. You must follow these rules at all times. Oh, jeez. It'll be fine. Searching for Jedi Master Adigalia on the planet SLS, you encounter reprogrammed droids who have seized the sprawling factory complex of Trinkata starships. This is the first time I've read any of this. I know Adigalia is... Uh, I think she's one of the Twi'lek. Uh, Twi'lek Jedi's. Uh, she's the lady who gets killed when Order sixty six happens in whichever I think. Uh, begun the Clone Wars has no uh, the third Star Wars Episode three, the one I don't like. I don't like a lot of the others. Well, I don't like two of the others. No, I don't like one other of the others apart from Episode three. Um, but I think Episode three is where you see Adi Galia on screen get get shot by some uh, clone troopers. Yeah, that's Adi Galia. But that, that, that happened in, uh, what, 2005? And here we are in 1999, and we're searching for the Jedi Master Adi Galia on the planet Esselus. And we've encountered reprogrammed droids, oh no, who have seized the sprawling factory complex of Trinkata Starship. So there's a, a complex of 
factory ships and they've seized them. Oh, geez. In an effort to kill all life forms within the Starship factory, the droids are fumigating the building, filling it with toxic smoke. Ooh, sounds familiar. Your goal is to find Adi Galia in the Starship factory and save her from the fumes. Oh, I better hurry. Maybe Nemoidians have their lungs in their big, big head tentacles and she's got a pretty good stock of oxygen or whatever it is that she breathes in her head. And it's like, oh, you could take up to a week and she'd be fine just sitting there. <laughs> that would be good. I don't know about aliens, you know. I'm really good for doing anything. Uh, you must also deactivate the rebellious droids and learn the identity of those who commissioned construction of 50 droid starfighters. Okay. Choose your identity from your character cards. Although all Jedi Knights are talented and allied with the Force, both Vel Ardox and Noro Zack have unique talents. I looked these guys up, listeners. This is their first appearance. This is they just got made up for this book and then they've been used in like two or three other places. I looked them up on the Wikipedia. You know, the one. And it's just more Star Wars adventure game books. So they're pretty much just Star Wars adventure game races. Uh, as an amphibian, Vel Ardox is able to breathe underwater. Norozak, a Baxthorax, has massive wings that allow him to fly. Talents are listed on each character's card. So yeah, those are two alien races which were just invented for this particular novel. This one I'm reading now here in my in my hands. I'm holding it. They've been made up for this. Um, what character am I going to go with? I'm going to go with Qui-Gon Jinn. I think, I think I like him better than young Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know? Or at least, I, yeah, I'd, I'd want to play as him more than I'd want to play as young Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know. I mean, it's all the hair. Anyway, so yeah, I've got my character card here on my screen. Name, Qui-Gon Jinn. Life form, human. Alliance, Jedi. Charm, three. I guess that's pretty good. Knowledge, three. Navigation, three. Power, three. Man, I'm a real three kind of guy, aren't I? Skill, two. Holy shit. Come on. Wait, what's what's quite... What's, um... Uh, what's his face's skill? What's Obi-Wan Kenobi's skill? Skill, three? Yeah, but charm, two, though. It's the haircut. Knowledge, two, though. Yeah. And we're both three navigators, though. My strength is three. His is three as well. My weaponry is three. His is three as well. My talents are defense and calm. And his are defense and decision. I guess that checks out. All right, so yeah, I'm going to be Qui-Gon Jinn for this adventure. You can take no more than three weapons slash devices. A lightsaber, a breather, and a grappling hook. And one vehicle. It must be useful for traveling overland. Uh, now, the vehicle's available to me. It, it looks like I don't get a, ch- a choice as far as my uh, weapons and devices. They've just been listed for me. That's fine. But um, where's the vehicle one? Here we are. I could be. I could choose from either a flash speeder or a V-35 land speeder. Uh, I'm going to go with a land speeder. It's got less weaponry but more stealth, but I like the idea of driving a land speeder more than I like the I- idea of driving a weaponized flash speeder, whatever the hell that is. Uh, yeah, and I've got the cards for the grappling hook and the breather and my, um, where is it? My lightsaber brackets Qui-Gon Jinn model, which is 
statistically identical to the Obi-Wan Kenobi model, but I like that they've given it an extra card anyway. Anyway. Okay, here we go. This is a confusing element. You start this adventure with a thousand adventure points, or AP, in total. May the force be with you. A thousand! So I'm going to write down a thousand. AP? One thousand. We'll see what happens with that, shall we? Your adventure. Search for the lost Jedi. Adigalia. A plan is quickly hatching to penetrate the Starship Factory. You will remain at the checkpoint to distract the security droids. Meanwhile, your Jedi out... So am I in the ship? Does the security remain at the checkpoint? Where's the checkpoint? I guess I don't know if I'm on the ship because I didn't read the... I didn't find the proper novel. Anyway. Uh, Meanwhile, your Jedi allies will try to find another way into the factory. By splitting up and searching different areas of the complex, you'll all have a better chance of finding Adigalia. Checking your comlinks, you will try to stay in contact. Your three allies head off, leaving you alone at the checkpoint. A low mechanical whine causes you to turn. Facing the massive door to the factory, you see it has begun to slide up into the high wall. As the door rises, a bridge comes into view. It is a wide bridge with low guardrails. Suddenly, six security droids emerge from the factory and lurch forward onto the bridge. Seeing you, the droids raise their blaster arms. Choose to evade the security droids, combat the security droids with your lightsaber, or combat the security droids without using your lightsaber. If you have any questions about how this works, please check out the sample confrontations on page 11 of your adventurer's guide. I don't have that. Okay. So we can uh, get them with the lightsaber, we can get them without the lightsaber, or we can try and evade them. I feel like evading them is a real uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi move. So let's let's get them. And I think I'm going to try... I'm just going to get them with the lightsaber. Yeah. Should I? Maybe I'll hold that in reserve. Maybe I'm like, oh, security droids, that's fine. I'm a tall man. I can just punch them with my long arms. Yeah, here we are. Combat the security droids without using your lightsaber. Roll the 20 dice to lure the six droids across the bridge and under the sliding door. The number you roll is your roll number. Your roll number plus your skill number located on your character card plus your stealth number also located on your character card is your adventurer number. Okay, I'll roll a d20. Here it comes. Two. (laughs) <laughs> good uh, okay my skill is 2 and my stealth is 2 2, 4, 6 so my adventure number is 6 I'll write that down 6 if your adventure number is equal to or more than 14 add the difference the difference equals your adventure number minus 14 to your AP in total Stepping it... Okay, so I didn't do that. If your adventure number is less than 14, subtract the difference. The difference equals 14 minus your adventure number. So 14 minus 6... Oh, jeez. Hang on a second. Uh, it's 8. Oh, jeez. So I have to subtract that from my uh, adventurer points. My new total is now 992. Oh, it's going to be important. We've only got 992 adventurer points left. I guess that's like my health. I guess. Yeah, here we are. I've so I've subtracted the difference from my AP total. 
go back to the to combat the security droids line and try again. Oh, I get to roll again. <laughs> okay. Roll the 20 dice to lure the six droids across the bridge and under the sliding door. The number you roll is your roll number. Your roll number plus your skill number and your stealth number is your adventure number. Okay. Four. Okay, well, we subtract the difference again. This time it's going to be... The difference is six. So it's 980... What's 992 minus six? Uh, 80... Uh, six? 986. Yeah, that sounds right. People who know how to do maths are going to be cringing in their seats. I'm not one of those people. So I get to do it again. (laughs) This is fun, isn't it? This is a fun, a failure mechanic. Maths is the, is the, is what happens if you fail. All right, come on. Come on, yes, 14. Uh, plus two, plus two. So 18 is my total, uh, adventure number. Uh, so here we are. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 14, which it is, it's 18, add the difference, which would be, f- where is it, equals your adventure number minus 14, so it's 4, to your AP total. Okay, so from 986 we go up to 990, that's our AP. Uh, stepping into the security checkpoint booth, you flip a switch to lower the massive door. As the six droids run to catch you, they are crushed under the descending door, and you flip the switch to raise the door and find that it's jammed. You must unjam the door. <laughs> this is fun. This is great. How long? Hang on. How long have I been recording? Wow, 17 minutes? That's unconscionable. It doesn't feel like that. Um... I was going to do some Patreon names. Yeah, I got, I've got some Patreon subscriber names ready. Oh, I'll just do them in a, another a separate episode, shall I? No, fuck it. Let's do it now. I'll, I'll do this in a couple different uh, bursts, just to break up the monotony of this Star Wars Adventure 1 episode. <clears throat> Hello. So this is everyone who uh, supports me through Patreon. Uh, I'd like to thank you all individually by name. Uh, it's been a while since I did one of these episodes, so I've got a lot of names saved up. So let's just get into them. I'd like to thank Darren Fisherson. Darren Fisherson, thank you very much. Rainhorn T. Pipper, thank you, Rainhorn. <clears throat> Kirk Pasito, thank you, Kirk. Uh, Christopher Doppeldicher, thank you, Christopher Doppeldicher, for your kind Patreon uh, subscription. Harvey Mandrill, I'd like to thank you, Harvey Mandrill. Missabel Mimble's daughter, Mimble's daughter, it's an Icelandic name. Thank you, Missabel. Uh, Patricia Jandicott, thank you. Uh, Bep Kvat, and thank you, Octavia Daddypuss. Thank you all for your uh, patronage, uh, especially in this time of hiatus. Uh, and yeah, that 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 lot will do for now. We'll keep on going with the adventure, and maybe in another ten minutes, I'll read out another ten names. Here we go. To unjam the door, roll the twenty-sided dice to open the massive door. If repair is one of your talents, which it's not, your roll number is your skill number plus two. Uh, no, your roll your roll number plus your skill number 
plus two is your adventure number. If repair is not one of your talents, your roll number plus your strength number plus one is your adventure number. So my strength is three, isn't it? Let me double check. Strength three, Qui-Gon Jinn. So it'll be my roll plus three plus one. So my roll plus four. That's my adventure number. Let's get rolling. Oh, 11 plus four. So 15. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 11, which it is, add 3 AP to your AP total. Man, the reward of success is also maths. Oh, but this one's easy. 990 plus 3 is 993. That's my AP. Um, The door rises and you may proceed. Moving away from the sliding door, you begin to cross the bridge towards the Starship Factory. I hope there's going to be branching paths... I'd like a branching path, please. I, I hope this isn't all linear. Oh my god, it's going to be, isn't it? I hope it's not all linear, but the monotony of reading is broken up by dice rolling. Uh, we'll see how we go. Moving away from the sliding door, you begin to cross the bridge towards the Starship Factory. The bridge is suspended 10 metres over a deep water-filled moat. You wonder if your battle with the security droids has allowed your friends time to find another way into the Starship Factory. Call your friends! Get on the communicator! You've just found a way into the Starship Factory! Get them on the phone! You were just saying that you were going to stay in contact on the communicator. Oh, here we are. You decide to try contacting the other Jedi. I should have read ahead instead of flailing my arms about and screaming into a snowball microphone. Uh, Switching on your comlick, you whisper... I'm on the bridge that leads to the entrance. <clears throat> I'm on the bridge that leads to the entrance. Are you inside the factory yet? Not yet, answers one Jedi. We ran into some more droids. Getting in will be more difficult than we realized. Switching off your comlink, you begin to cross the bridge towards the factory entrance. So they were all looking for separate entrances to the factory? That's dumb. Get in through one entrance and then split up. You idiots. You stupid Jedi. Complacent. You know what? This Republic isn't going to isn't gonna last very long, I don't think. With, uh, with leadership like this. Switching off your comlick, you begin to cross the bridge towards the factory entrance. Halfway across, a bright glint from above catches your attention. Three stories up, on a rooftop that supports an elevated water tower... Fuck, I wish I, I wish I knew what the setting of this was. I thought we were in space. But then I was picturing like a facility in a jungle or something. But I guess this is an urban environment. Three stories up on a rooftop that supports an elevated water tower. You see eight security droids running into position. Suddenly the menacing droids raise their blaster rifles preparing to fire from above. You doubt you can defeat the droids one at a a time, but you might be able to wipe all of them out if you can destroy the water tower. To save yourself, choose to destroy the water tower, or hide under the guardrail. Ah, I like the... It tells me what the right answer is and then gives me the choice. It's like... (laughs) So should we destroy the water tower? I want to hide under the guardrail. Let's do it. Let's pull a... A, um... Let's let's pull a curveball. Uh, roll the ten-sided dice to duck under the. Sorry, yeah, it says dice. It means die. Roll the ten-sided die 
to duck under the bridge's guardrail, using it as protection, protective cover from the droid's blaster fire. Your roll number is your stealth number. Oh, your roll number plus your stealth number is your adventure number. So we'll roll the 10 and we'll add our stealth, which is 2. So, is this the 10 or the 12? This is the 10. Yeah. So this roll plus 2 is our adventure number. 2 plus 2 is 4. Looks like, okay, 6 was the number we were going to trying to beat. Subtract 1 AP from your AP total. Uh, So down to 992 AP. God, jeez, we're running out quickly. You throw yourself under the rail so hard that you fall past it. Straight into the moat! (laughs) I think we forced a branched path. Fantastic. You plunge into the cool depths of the icy moat. More droids continue the attack, firing energy bolts into the water and nearly hitting you. Hoping to get out of the droid's firing range, you swim directly beneath the bridge to the underwater foundation of the starship factory. Adjusting your vision in the murky depths, you see what appears to be the opening of an underwater tunnel in the building's foundation. Great. You hope it's an entrance to the factory and decide to enter the dark hole. To swim through the underwater tunnel, choose to hold your breath or use your breather. Yeah. Idiot Qui-Gon, put your breather in your mouth, you big tall moron. To use your breather, roll the 20-sided dice. Oh my god, it's complicated. I thought he just stuck it in his mouth. But no, there's a whole technique involved. Roll the 20-sided die to wear your breather for your underwater journey. Your roll number plus your strength number plus your breather's far range number is your adventure number. Okay, so our strength is three. i look at my uh, equipment. Let's see. Uh, no. Breather. Far range accuracy one. It was far range, wasn't it? So three plus one is four. So our roll number plus four is our adventure number. Uh, and it was a d20. So d20 plus four. 17 plus four. Great. 21 is our adventure number. Let's see what we were aiming to beat. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 13, add the difference to your AP total. Great. Uh, So 21 minus 13. Oh, what a challenge. What a challenge. 21 minus 10 would be 11. And then that minus 3 would be 10, 9. It would be 8 is the difference. So my AP is plus 8. And it was 992. So it's now 1,000 again. We've broken even. Oh, this is fun. Isn't maths fun? Okay, by swimming into the tunnel, you've gained entry to the Starship Factory. You may proceed. Before we do, let's have some more Patreon names. I'd like to thank Claire Badrap. Thank you, Claire Badrap. Uh, Stephen Spidhar. Thank you, Stephen. Dylan Hackus. Thank you, Mr. Hackus, for your kind patronage. Eret Corsehawk. Thank you, Eret Corsehawk. Uh, T- Tunisia McDowdenbury. Thank you, Tunisia. Lowry Erbalurk. Thank you, Lowry. Uh, Bethany Mucho. Thank you for your patronage, Bethany. Jimbo Smithick. Or Smithick. Jimbo Smithick. Thank you, Jimbo. Uh, and finally, Porcus Dorzeron. Thank you, Porcus Dorzeron, for your kind contribution to this podcast. Let's get on with the adventure.
<laughs> Feels good to break even, as far as adventure points goes. You propel yourself forward through the water-filled tunnel. Seconds later, you're engulfed by pitch-black darkness. You concentrate on the interior of the cave. Oh, wait, darkness? This is no good. Using the force to sense the barely visible walls. Absent of fear, you swim forward. For surviving your encounter with the security droids and gaining access to the Starship Factory, add 100 AP to your AP total. Consider it done, my bookie friend. 1,100 AP. Man, I'm in the middle of a playthrough of Final Fantasy X, so all this mention of AP makes me like... Is that... No, Final Fantasy X doesn't even have AP, does it? It's 8 which has AP. Is that right? Or do they all have AP? Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Soon the tunnel narrows, making it difficult to swim. Yeah, that would be tough. Thank God I've got my breather, otherwise I'd be freaking out. Imagine that, in a tunnel? Narrow tunnel underwater? Can't imagine anything more stressful. I can, but I wouldn't like to. I can't comfortably imagine anything more stressful. <clears throat> Reaching out with your hands and feet, you can just manage to crawl through the underwater access. You feel along the walls of the tunnel, trying to find your grip, but the stone is covered with an oily muck. Oh no, hot yugs. Suddenly, something slimy bumps against your leg. In the next instant, your left ankle is caught in a tight grip. You're not alone! Uh, what's the thing? Uh, the Beluga, the Octava, the... Uh, you know, the one trash compactor monster. I've forgotten the name of it. Anyway, you reach to your lower leg and touch a thick tentacle coiled around your foot. Snaking out from a hole in the tunnel wall, the tentacle tugs your ankle, drawing you into the gap. Some broken stones from the foundation lie below the hole. It is possible the unseen creature is merely defending its territory. There's also the possibility that the creature wants you for its next meal. You can communicate with the creature. You, If you can communicate with the creature, you might avoid any misunderstanding. It's nice that the book takes this um, this cautious approach to this encounter being ensnared by a tentacle in a cave underwater and pulled into a hole. Oh, maybe maybe it's a goodie. Maybe try maybe try communicating. Choose to communicate with the creature using power, escape or fight the creature. I think the wisest course of action would be to try and escape. Cuz I think it would be dumb to assume in this situation that there's a good chance that this thing could be friendly, but just on the off chance that it is, maybe I don't want to kill it. But maybe I'm like a lean, alive Jedi master, and I can just wiggle out of this. Let's do some wiggling. Uh, we won't communicate to escape the creature. Roll the ten-sided die to pull your leg free of the creature's grip. Your roll plus your strength plus two is your adventure number. So my strength is three, plus two is five. So my ten-sided die roll plus five. Let's get it done. Seven plus five. It's 12. My adventure number is 12. I think we're in luck. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 9, yep, add the difference, which is 3, I can do that one quickly, to your AP. So it's now 1,103. Kicking sharply, your foot slips out of the tentacle. Phew. You leave the creature behind, and you may proceed. 
uh, 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 leaving the creature behind, you swim on through the underwater tunnel. A steady, mechanical thumping sound grows. Louder as you move forward. When you try to listen to the sound, you realize you're still moving through the tunnel. Ah, oh, caught in a powerful current, you're being dragged deeper into the darkness. Ah, oh, jeez. The mechanical thumping sound becomes increasingly louder. Battling the current, you extend your arms and legs, trying to brace yourself within the tunnel. The walls are coated with a mucky substance. You're unable to grab anything. You feel as if you're being flushed through a greasy tube. Unable to stop your rapid journey, you're dragged onward by the current. The suction becomes stronger, and you must blindly struggle to keep your body from bouncing off the walls. As the water pressure becomes almost unbearable, you see what appears to be a blurry, glowing circle in the distance. The circle becomes larger and brighter, and you realise you're approaching the illuminated end of the tunnel. You don't know what possible dangers await you in the beyond. In a last desperate attempt to slow your course, you smash your hands against the wall. Mud squishes between your knuckles as you're swept on by the unrelenting torrent. In an explosive surge, a concentrated waterfall forces you out of the tunnel. Wildly disoriented, you plummet through the air and showering water. You angle your head to see that you're falling towards a pool at the base of a wide circular silo. An instant later, you splash down into the pool. You must arc your body to lift your head above the surface. Oh, cool, good. The thumping sound is now nearly deafening, echoing off the silo walls in thunderous booms. Like a gigantic drain, the water churns and swims around you, dragging you below the surface. Suddenly, you realise what's making the horrendous noise. It's kind of fun to imagine Liam Neeson in his full Jedi get-up doing all this. He's kind of... I don't know, a bit of a goof in this situation. At the base of the silo, a giant propeller spins rapidly, drawing the water down. Well, then it's an impeller, isn't it? It's not a propeller. It's underwater, it's pulling the water, it's an impeller. Jesus, who wrote this? Hang on. Who's the author of this book? Ryder Windham? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that out loud. I should have written that one down. Alright, Ryder. It's called an impeller. If it's like a propeller, but it's pulling water. Yeah. I guess if it was pushing water, there would be a propeller. But an impeller, I think, is inside a chamber spinning. That's what an impeller is. And it sounds like it's inside a chamber. A silo full of water. It's an impeller. Uh... Built to circulate water in the factory's moat, the great hydraulic propeller... Hydraulic? Yeah, sure. Propeller will slice you... Wait, a hydraulic propeller? How would a hydraulic propeller work? Anyway. Hydraulics is like... um, Something being driven by compressed oil, right? Or compressed liquid of some kind. Yeah? So how would a propeller be propelled by compressed oil? Unless it was constantly... Unless it was on a cycle of going very fast and then letting off as the pump stops pushing, you know, and then you turn the the thing on again and it crushes the oil and it drives the mechanism to do the propeller again really, really fast and then it would ease off again as it relinquished. But it wouldn't continuously go if it was hydraulic, would it? 
Uh, anyway, it'll slice you to bits unless you escape the silo. We struggle against the downward flow and break the surface of the pool, pounded by water falling from above. You swim for the silo wall. The inner inner silo appears to be lined with a thick layer of ferrocrete, a mixture of concrete and steel-like materials. Yeah, sure. That sounds pretty cool. Bonded at the molecular level. Like the tunnel, the silo wall is too slick for a handhold. You look up to the top of the silo and see a maintenance hatch. The hatch is illuminated by several greenish-yellow glow rods dangling from a narrow beam. Choose to disable the giant propeller or to escape to the upper hatch. You may try to disable the giant propeller with, with or without power. If flight is one of your talents, you could fly to the hatch. Otherwise, you must throw your grappling hook. Yeah, I'm going to throw the hook. Do you reckon? Or maybe if I break the propeller, I could go down to somewhere new and different. It really does feel like I'm on the, ro- on the, on the rails in this adventure. Let's disable the propeller without our powers. Yeah, let's just be um, smart and, like, yeah, give it a go. Okay, roll the 20 die to cut a chunk out of the silo wall with your lightsaber. Your roll number plus your weaponry number plus your weapon's close range number plus two is your adventure. Oh, my God. Hang on. So my weaponry number is um, three. So three plus two is five. Plus my weapon's close range number. Uh, here we are. Which is two. So five plus two is seven. Okay. Plus this, whatever I roll on this d20. Uh, nine plus seven. Sixteen. So I rolled a sixteen. Let's see if that was good enough. If your adventure number is equal to or more than sixteen, we're lucky. It was equal to. Add the difference. Ooh, we're lucky we escaped doing some maths. So your AP total. Treading water, you hold your lightsaber high over your head and you activate the blade. You swing at the silo wall, carving out a large chunk of ferrocrete. You deactivate your lightsaber as the heavy chunk breaks away from the wall and splashes into the water. The debris sinks to the bottom of the silo where it smashes the propeller blades. The pump shuts down, but water continues to pour into the silo. Because of the lower drain, the water level rises within the silo, carrying you to the upper hatch, and you may proceed. Okay. Man, it's feeling more and more like no matter what I do, I'm on the rails. Yep. Time to perk myself up with some more Patreon names. Uh, Aziz Light. Thank you, Aziz. Uh, Lucervius Forkerism. Lucervius. Thank you, Lucervius Forkerism. Hotchabi Sagex. Thank you, Hotchabi Sagex. Hotchabi, that's a beautiful name. Can I call you Mr. Sagex? Uh, thank you, Hotchabi. Hugh Spetteran. Thank you, Hugh. Uh, U.S. Vinny. Thank you, U.S. Vinny. Mr. U.S. Vinny. Boaty. Boaty is a nickname. It's in inverted commas. Boaty Ellis Envery. Thank you, Ellis. Or Boaty. Uveg Palacock. Thank you, Uveg. Uh, Uveg. It's with an umlaut. 
Uvig. Must be Uvig. Uvig Palacock. Uh, Gless Flacken. Or Fletchen? Fleschen. Flachen. Uh, Gles. Gles. Thank you, Gles. Gles Flachen. Thank you, Susan Viedermeet. Thank you, Susan. Uh, Casuarina Hapalops. And finally, Ben Horselut. Thank you very much, Ben. And now on with the adventure. Uh, 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 uh. Where are we? Throwing your grappling hook. Okay, we've done all that. No. Oh, we're on the whole other page. Oh my god, so many options for escaping the thing. Here we are. Perching on a narrow ledge in front of the me- the metal maintenance hatch, you check your gear. For escaping death in the water passageways beneath the Starship factory, add 75 AP to your AP total. So from 1,103, we go 1,178.8. We're doing pretty good. If you wore your breather, you have depleted its air supply. Ah, shit. Until you can refill the breather, you cannot use it again on this adventure. Ah, bum. I didn't see that coming. Uh, If you've not yet worn your breather, you do not need to refill it. Fortunately, toxic fumes have not reached the interior of the silo. Oh, I might have shot myself right in my stupid Jedi foot, listeners. Uh, my Jedi blaster. <clears throat> your light cyber, your light cyber is fine, but the water has ruined your comlink. Without the comlink, you can't communicate with the other Jedi. You must proceed on your own. An old wheel-shaped opening mechanism is affixed to the hatch. If you are to break into the Starship factory, you must get through this hatchway. Gripping the wheel, you prepare to give it a hard turn. To turn the wheel on the hatch, roll the 10 die to open the hatch. Your roll number plus your strength number is your adventure. So my strength is plus 3. Here's my 10 die. Oh, I dropped it on the ground. Oh, it's a cocked die. Even though it was a natural 10, I'm not going to keep it. It's an 8. Plus 3, so 11. Uh, If it's equal or more to 7, add 25 AP. So we're going to do that. Oh my god, 1,178 plus 25. Oh, this is so hard. It's going to be 1,200 and something, but what? Uh, 1. 1,201, right? No, 25. No. Uh, 203. 1,203. Yeah. 1,178 plus 25 equals 1,203. I'm confident of saying that. Yep. Oh, boy. We're about halfway through this. Are we? No, we're on page 29 out of 80. I can't imagine me not just doing this whole thing now. Are you guys and girls along for the ride? I hope so. If not, switch off now. Find find a different podcast to listen to. Um, what's a good one? I mean... I've been really enjoying uh, Book Cheat by Dave Warnicky. Um Yeah, Dave Warnicky from uh, Do Go On. Yeah, Dave himself. Yeah, it, it it's such a good podcast. Um, 
I wasn't too sure I was going to like it for whatever reason, but I do. I really love it. It's like um, every single episode... Oh, shit, this is a Daniel K. recommend. Daniel K. has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Oh, that old jingle. Oh, get ready for an update to that one in the next episode. <clears throat> anyway, that's for another time. Yeah, every episode of Book Cheat with Dave Warnicky is him condensing a work of classic literature so that you can you can like have the whole story told to you uh but you don't have to read you know like goddamn Othello or whatever you can just have the story like summed up for you and all the good bits read verbatim if they're worth reading verbatim like he'll go in and read some passages if they're worth reading you know or uh uh, 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea, he did one of them. Uh, he did Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, he did The Seagull by goddamn Russian playwright, what's his face? Uh, Chekhov. Anton Chekhov. All those Chekhov plays you've been wanting to know all about, but you can't be bothered reading a Chekhov play. You can just have Dave Warnicky and a special guest read them to you. Or the special guest is actually your surrogate. The special guest hasn't read the book. Uh, yeah. I can recommend... I think Jack Druce is on an episode. He's on the Metamorphosis episode. That's a good one to start with. Uh, any with... Um, uh, Alastair Tremblay Birchall and Andy Williams. Alastair George William Tremblay Birchall and Andy Matthews. Sorry, I got that messed up. Uh, they're really good guests on all the uh, podcast episodes of um, everything. And they were there for The Seagull. So Seagull might as well be your first experience. I recommend you listen to that podcast if you're getting sick of me reading this Star Wars Episode 1 Railroad Adventure. And that's the that's the Daniel K. recommends. Oh, one last thing I want to say about uh, David Warnicky. My favourite thing about him is he was born with a weird esophagus. Um... And he brings it up every now and again. Oh, I've got a weird esophagus. Oh, I'm having trouble sculling this beer because I've got a weird esophagus. I'm Dave Warnicky. You know, sometimes I have trouble uh, swallowing a, an aspirin because I've got a strange esophagus. I was born without the cartilage on some of the bits of my esophagus. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I love that. The uh, person in this world who I love more than uh, anything else, my little son, also born with a weird esophagus. So weird esophagus pride and weird esophagus solidarity. Go you, Dave Warnicky. I hope your esophagus gets even weirder. I hope I listen to Do Go On and you wake up, oh, I woke up this morning and my esophagus was even weirder. Now it does this crazy thing, everyone. Look at this. I'd be like, yeah, damn straight. Weird esophaguses. I'm all about it. All right, let's get on with the adventure. Shit, it's fucking midnight. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <sighs> to turn the wheel of the hatch. Oh, we just got 25 AP. That's what we were up to. Um, yeah. The wheel turns easily because of my Qui-Gon Jinn strength. And the hatch opens. Entering the hatch, you escape the silo and may proceed. Oh, that's right. We just got out of the water. If I'm forgetting. Uh, okay. Let's skip through all the other options I could have used to defeat that hatch puzzle. Passing through the hatchway, you enter a large subterranean chamber. Wait a second, what were the other options? 
Okay. Oh, I just automatically took the turn the wheel of the hatch option. There were more options. To open the hatch's lock using power, do this. To kick the hatch in, do this. Oh, yeah, I just turned the wheel. <laughs> I should have read ahead a little bit. Anyway, passing, th- passing through the hatchway, you enter a large subterranean chamber. Dimly illuminated by glow rods, the stone-walled room smells of dust and decay. I'm imagine- imagining, like, glow sticks. Like a fluoro yellow and orange glow sticks. Like this is some kind of rave robot factory. Uh, in the center of the chamber, three tall pillars rise from the stone floor to the brick ceiling. Un. A voice moans from behind one pillar. It's it's U N N N N N N N. A voice moans. Running around the column, you find a semi-conscious alien lying on the floor. He is a small yellow-scaled reptilian creature with a pronounced beak, clothed in a fine tunic. His right arm is missing below the elbow joint. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah, you will cut off arms, won't you, and put that in in the story, yeah. Uh, His left foot is chained to the pillar. Are you okay? You ask the alien as you check his pulse. Oh, I'm just fine, the alien groans. Except that the droids cut off my arm and locked me up in here to die. Your eyes go wide. The droids cut off your arm. They were trying to get information out of me, the alien sighs. No big deal. I'm a Cludovian. <laughs> I'm a Cludovian. <laughs> they were trying to get information out of me, ah? No big deal. I'm a Cludovian. The arm will grow back in a couple of days. Oh, I didn't realize what they were going for until he said that. What are you doing in here? You ask. I should be asking you that question, the Cludovian snarls. I'm a bald drinkata. I own this starship factory. My droids went berserk and took over. Is that a good water? I'm losing the water. I don't know how, but someone must have reprogrammed them. The droids brought me down here and left me to die. Before you can ask any more questions of Bold Trincata, an eight-armed maintenance droid rolls out of from behind one of the other pillars. Jesus. How did I run around the pillars? How did that thing hide from me? Hiding out of view, it has waited for this moment to attack. Oh my god. What a strategy. Each of his eight arms wields a different tool, including a beam drill, fusion cutter, macrofuser, and power pridar. Extending its appendages, the droid accelerates, heading straight for you. Oh, how are we going to get out of this, listeners? Choose to dodge or combat the droid. If you choose to combat, decide whether to use your lightsaber or power. I'm going to get it with my lightsaber. No, I'm going to dodge out of the way. Maybe the thing will kill uh, this Toydarian. No, Cludovian. And I won't have to do the voice anymore. Dodge the droid. Roll 20 die to leap away from the oncoming maintenance droid. If your defense is one of your talents, it is your roll number plus your stealth plus your strength plus 2. So my strength is 3. My stealth is 2. So that's 5. Plus two is seven. Plus my roll number. So my roll number plus seven. Oh my god. And what am I rolling? Hang on. 
Okay, D20. Oh, shit. One plus seven is eight. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 14, add the difference. Uh, if your adventure number is less than 14, subtract the difference. Oh, no. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So the difference is 6. I've got to... Oh, more AP math. Okay, 1,203 minus 6. That's easy. 1,197. Phew. We get to try again, I guess. Uh, the maintenance droid chases you. Proceed to combat the droid by using your lightsaber below. Okay, sure. Roll the ten-sided dice to cut down the eight-arm maintenance droid. Your roll number plus your weaponry number plus your lightsaber's close-range number is your adventure. So my weaponry is three, and the close-range is two. So five. So a D10 plus five. Uh, 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 where's my D10? Ah. Uh, I've lost it. Oh, here it is, up on my keyboard, blending in with the keys. So, D10 plus 5. Huh? 7 plus 5. Groovy. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 8, which it is, add the difference. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. It's 4. So, we go from 1,197 to 1,201. Great. Uh, okay, here we are. Activating the lightsaber. You swing at the droid, cleaving it at the head and arm sockets. The maintenance droid is destroyed, and you may proceed. Okay. Uh, stepping away from the remains of the fallen droid, you approach Trincata, still leaning against the pillar. With surprise in his eyes, the Cludonian remarks, Oh, only a Jedi moves that fast. I just used my lightsaber. You can tell I'm a Jedi. Ignoring Trincata's comments, you look him in the eyes. A woman came here to inspect your building. You say, maintaining secrecy by not mentioning Adigalia's name. You will tell me where I can find her. Trincata glares at you but doesn't answer. You're in a lot of trouble, friend. I know you're selling 50 droid starfighters. I want to know the identity of the buyer. Direct me to your factory's central droid control room. I, I, I don't have to tell you anything, Trincata insists. You are uncertain whether the Cludovian Clu, is arrogant or afraid to answer your questions. To make Trincata answer your questions, choose to tell the truth, use the force, using a power, or frighten the Cludovian. Let's use the force! Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking give it to him. I know, uh, uh, Troidarians, they don't... You Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. I'm a Troidarian. But maybe a Cludovian is different to a Troidarian. I hope so. Although, obviously, my working thesis is that it's not. Okay, use the Force using your power. You must be a Jedi in order to do this. Great. Good. Good. Tick. Roll the ten die to use the force, making the Cludovian tell you everything you want to know. Your roll number plus your power number plus two is your adventure number. What's my power number? Power three. So uh, plus two is five. So my d10 roll plus five. Here's the d10. What is it? Ah, shit. Two plus five is seven. If your adventure number is equal to or more than eight... 
Okay, it's not. So subtract the difference from your AP total. The difference is 1. So I go down to 1,200 AP. Oh, we're running out, listeners. Oh, no. Bold Trincata laughs in your face, informing you that Jedi mind tricks and they don't work on Clodavians. <laughs> yes! I'm so happy. Ah, oh, I had a suspicion when they called him a Cludovian that they were going for that. I'm really pleased. I'm so pleased that it paid off. I wonder if it... Yeah, if I had succeeded, Jedi mind tricks don't work. Immune to Jedi mind tricks, that's great. Uh, I don't have to tell you anything, he sneers. To make him answer your questions, proceed to frighten the Cludovian below. Note, this is counted as one of the three power uses you're allowed on this adventure. Ah, shit, I'm going to make a little tally over here. Listen to me tally. There, there's a stripe. There's a force stripe. To frighten the Cludovian, roll a d10 to bluff. You tell Bold Trincata you'll inform his rebellious droids that he is responsible for ruining their eight-armed maintenance droid, the one you destroyed. It put in brackets. The book put that in brackets. The one you destroyed. <laughs> and is going to go after them next. Your roll number plus your charm number is your adventure number. So my charm is three. And I'm rolling a d10. So d10 plus three. Uh, here it comes. Uh, nine plus three. It's twelve. Okay, equal to or more than seven, which it is. Add the difference to your AP. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve is five. So, 1,205 AP now. Uh, Yeah, that's more than we've ever had before. Uh, Afraid the other droids will believe you and punish him even more, Trincata will answer your questions, and you may proceed. Ah, good, we sorted out this Trincata guy. You set to work on the... What? Oh, here we are, yeah. You set to work on the lock, careful not to injure the Cludovian's leg. Uh, I don't know anything about the building inspector, Trincata confides. It's possible she was captured by my droids after they already locked me up. What about the location of your central droid control room, you ask? Uh, it's on level 19 of the observation tower, on the other side of the factory spaceport, Trincata replies. Working a thin wire into the maintenance at... at, at, at uh, Working a thin wire into the manacle at Trincata's foot, you inquire, And who ordered the 50 droid starfighters? Trincata gulps, nervous to answer this final question. I... I built them for the Trade Federation. The Trade Federation? You exclaim. That doesn't make any sense. This planet isn't anywhere near Trade Federation roots. Why did they commission you to build 50 droid starfighters? I don't know why they picked me, Trincata admitted. Every starship maker in the galaxy knows that Charians have an exclusive contract to build droid starfighters for the Trade Federation. Ah, the longer the sentence gets, the harder it is to do that. Uh, when the Nemoidians told me they wanted me to install hyperdrive engines into the fighters, I protested. The next day, my test pilot vanished. Oh, little Annie. I was afraid that if I didn't follow the Trade Federation orders, they'd make me disappear too. Where are the droid starfighters now, you ask? I wish I knew, Trincata squawks. Uh, 
That's what my own malfunctioning droids kept asking me when they locked me up. Someone stole all 50 Starfighters. When the Nemoidians find out, they'll kill me. We'll worry about the Trade Federation later, you remark, as you unchain Trincada from the pillar. Your droids closed off the factory's chimneys, and the whole complex is filling up with fumes. If my friend is in the building, she'll die, unless I can rescue her. I don't want to help, Trincada moans, but I'm no good to you with this busted arm of mine. Aiming his beak towards a narrow hallway, he says, That hall is to the Starship Assembly Room. You can open the chimneys from the assembly operations. Chamber. From there, you'll have to cross the spaceport to the observation tower. I hope you'll find your friend. You can't stay here, you shout. If the fumes reach you, I can take care of myself, the Cludovian retorts. I have a secret tunnel that leads outside the factory. You better go while you can. Leaving Trincada behind, you run down the hallway. Hearing your approach, two factory operations droids step out at the end of the hall, blocking your entrance to the Starship assembly room. Oh, Jesus. We need some more Patreon names, listeners. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. I'd like to thank Francesca Weck. Or Vec? I think it's Weck. Thank you, Francesca. Um, Mold Bloodhand. Thank you, Mould. Mould? Mould. Louisiana Mitfordsingfid. <clears throat> I'd like to thank Chol Sisterbo. Uh, I'd like to thank Gelnica Dabuhays. Thank you, Gelnica. Uh, Mark Woolamaloo Smith. Thank you, Mark. Stuart Wanneth Schwitzertalian. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, Brevity Milch. Thank you, Brevity. Mutt Cullet. Thank you, Mutt. And Leopard Jasper. Thank you, Leopard Jasper. And now let's go on with the story. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, oh, two factory operations droids step out of the end of the hall, blocking your entrance to the Starship Assembly Room. Both droids have broad upper bodies supported on strong but narrow legs. They stare at you through late model photoreceptors. The kind that easily fry when suddenly exposed to bright light. Choose to blind, dodge, or combat the factory operations droids. If you choose combat, choose to combat the droids at once or one at a time. Both droids at once or one at a time. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's blind them, I guess. To blind the factory operations droids. Man, this feels like just makes no difference what choice I make. <sighs> yeah, we'll go a little bit longer. Roll the ten-sided die to activate your lightsaber. Your roll plus your weaponry number plus your weapon's mid-range is your adventure number. Okay. So my weaponry number is three plus my weapon's mid-range, huh? Is one. So four. My roll plus four, and I'm rolling a d10. Uh, eight. Cool. Uh, so a total of 12. If your adventure number is equal to or more than 9, add the difference to your AP. 12 is 3, 1,200, and 8. Great. 
the sudden flash of your lightsaber fries the optic circuits within the droid's photoreceptors. Oh my god. That was mid-range too. That wasn't close range. So I was down the hall from them. I turn on my lightsaber and they're like, Ah, my god, we can't see! This is the dumbest shit. (laughs) As the droids stumble into each other, you walk past them and you may proceed. Oh, Qui-Gon. There we are. Entering the Starship Assembly Room, you find it filled with a haze of smoke. Looking nine stories up to the ceiling, you can barely see the windows that line the higher levels. Across the room, beyond several rows of starships and repulsor lifts uh, at various stages of construction, you see the assembly operations chamber. According to Trincata, the controls for the factory's chimneys are in the operations chamber, but you're uncertain of how long you can survive in the smoke-filled room. Well, gonna have to chance it, aren't I? Coughing, you spot an air compressor unit. Choose to use your breather or hold your breath. If your breather's air supply is depleted, you must first refill the breather before wearing <laughs> Oh, there's an air compressor there, which I can use to refill my breather. <sighs> That's so dumb. That's so dumb. So there's no penalty at all, is there? Okay. All right, well, to refill your breather's air supply, if necessary, roll the 10 die to fill your breather from the air compressor unit. Your roll plus your skill is your adventure number. So my skill is 2. So I'm rolling a 10 plus a 2. 8 plus 2 is 10. It's equal or more to 6. I add the difference. 7, 8, 9, 10. So 1,212 AP points. In seconds, your breather is fully charged with air. To reach the assembly operations chamber, uh, proceed to use your breather. Next page. To use your breather, roll the 20 dice to wear your breather across the smoke-filled room. Your roll number plus your skill number plus your breather's mid-range number is your adventure number. My skill is 2. My breather's mid-range. Where is it? Where is it? Breather. Mid-range, two. So a total of four, plus my d20. Oh, my God. Ugh. Five plus four is nine. Equal to 14? No. Less than 14? Yes. Subtract six AP. Oh, my God. Okay. 1,206 is my current total. Tripping over a loose cable, you fall to the floor and accidentally crack your breather. Discard the broken apparatus. Oh, shit. Proceed to hold your breath. <laughs> Roll the ten-sided die to walk through the toxic air. Your all number plus your strength is your adventure. And my strength was three, wasn't it? Yeah. So ten plus three. My D10 plus three. Huh. Eight plus three. Eleven. Okay. Equal to seven? Yes. Add the difference to your AP. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. So, 1,210 is now my total AP. Shit, the fucking maths is too much for me, listeners. It's just a grinding dirge of bullshit that I need to deal with. Oh, it's keeping me on my toes. I know simple addition might not be a challenge to you listeners, but it's a challenge to me. Taking a deep breath, you run past the partially assembled starships to the operations chamber. The air is breathable there. And you may proceed. Well, that wasn't very dramatic, was it? Oh, my God. 
Entering the assembly operations chamber, you find its computer circuits have been ripped apart. The droids must have just tried destroying the controls to prevent anyone from opening the chimneys and allowing the smoke to escape. An unfinished starfighter rests on a nearby conveyor system. The ship isn't... Ready to fly, but its laser cannons appear to be operational. You also notice a repulsor lift vehicle, usually used to shuttle parts through the factory. Although it doesn't have any weapons, the repulsor lift should be able to rise all the way to the factory ceiling. To stop smoke from filling up the factory, choose to repair the controls and open the chimney's fire. An unfinished Starfighter's laser cannon at the ceiling? Or launch a repulsor lift vehicle? Yeah, I said that, that bit there wrong, but it's fine, you know what I mean. At the factory ceiling. Oh, I'm launching the whole thing at the ceiling? Well, I'll fire the cannons. I'll try and fire the Starfighter's cannons. That makes most sense. I think once I get the the gas out, we're going to call it a day, because we're not very far past halfway through this, and it's just just more of the same. Are we? How close are we? No, this is too much. No. How long have I been? I've been, been going for ages, haven't I? Over an hour. I can't, in good conscience, finish this book. I can't. Okay. To fire an unfinished Starfighter's laser cannons at the ceiling, roll the 10 dice to activate the vessel's weapon system. Your roll plus your weaponry plus 3 is your adventure. My weaponry is 3, so my d10 plus 3. Rolling a d10. 7 plus... No, wait. Plus 6. 7 plus 6. Oh, my God. Um, It's 13. Of course it's fucking 13, you idiots. What are you doing? Uh, okay, climbing into the cockpit. Oh, wait. Add the difference. Equal to or more than 9. Add the difference to your AP. I forgot that step. Uh, 10, 11, 12, 13. So the difference is 4. So we're up to 1,214 AP points. Doing pretty good. Climbing into the cockpit of the unfinished Starfighter, you adjust the laser cannons and target the ceiling. Firing you blast through the roof, allowing the backed-up smoke to escape, and you may proceed. Let's just see what happens next. As the smoke clears, you can scan the area, looking for any signs of Ardigalia. For finding a way to remove the smoke from the interior of the factory, add 200 AP to your AP total. If you've been wearing your breather, you may remove it now. Okay, fantastic. So, 1,414 is now our AP total. We're doing pretty good. But I think, ladies and gentlemen... I'm going to read the very last section of Patreon names, and then we're going to call it a day, okay? Okay, are you ready? Patreon supporters, I'd like to thank. Aswerstos Brian Brown. Thank you, Aswerstos. Brian Brown. <clears throat> Dexter G. Karamazov. Thank you, Dexter. Gorman Zagyak. Thank you, Gorman Zagyak. Thank you, Hegelby Mappy. Thank you, Hegelby. Uh, Jefflin Kentel. Thank you, Jefflin. Maverick Skeeter Stewart. Thank you, Maverick. Ralph Eugene Meatyard. Man, what a weird one. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, Gamverino Bonvida. Thank you, Gamverino. And finally, the last two names I'd like to thank Detective Jake Ratty. Thank you, Jake. And Sergeant Lawrence Datson. 
Thank you, Detective Jake Ratty and Sergeant Lawrence Datson. You are two wonderful Patreon supporters, and I am infinitely grateful for the support that you give my show. Ladies and gentlemen listening at home, I'm grateful for your company in this weird episode. There's going to be almost no editing in this. I'm just going to stick in the Daniel Cage Let's Play, Let's Recommend jingle, and I'm just going to post it. I guess I'm just going to take a photo of the goddamn book cover and use that as the... As my thing. As the thumbnail. Usually I put effort into it. I'm not going to put effort into it now because it's so late at night and I'm just going to get it out there and get it done. I'm sorry we didn't rescue Adi Galia. She just dies anyway, so it doesn't matter. I think Adi Galia dies, like, in the uh, expanded universe. There were a whole bunch of different stories which are contradicted each other as to how she dies. So she dies multiple times anyway after this story. Maybe she dies at the end of this story. We won't know because I'm, I'm not going to finish this. Not unless there's some massive upswelling of, uh, of listener support for me continuing on with this uh, this railroad adventure. But thank you for thank you for all your time and your patience. Sorry once again uh, for uh, this lack of closure. Hey, maybe tomorrow I'll wake up in the morning and think, shit, I should really do it uh, part two, huh? Maybe that'll happen. We'll just see, shall we? Fuck, I think that's gonna happen. Alright, just whatever. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all around next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.